Right, before the show starts, Lauren, a quick question. Do you prefer form over function or do you lean the other way? Great question, Scott. Well, I think they're both equally important, especially when it comes to flooring. As an interior stylist, that's where I always start and I work up from there. Yeah, flooring literally anchors your room and it can be a big investment. And that's why getting the right advice and finding the right products is so important. And our sponsor, Flooring Extra, can help you with a fabulous flooring experience, expert service and a beautiful product range. They have more than 90 stores across Australia and I think I've visited quite a few of them shopping flooring selections with my clients. Flooring Extra will look after you from the moment you walk through their doors until you're walking across your new flooring at home with products and warranties that you can rely on. That's right. So check out their carpets, timber and hybrid flooring now at Flooring Extra extra.com.au that's flooring xtra.com.au and now let's get into the show welcome to at home with lauren keenan your authority on home lifestyle and interior design I'm Lauren Keenan, I'm an interior stylist and a podcast host, and this show is about helping you create a home that you truly love. And I'm Scott Keenan, and on today's show we're talking carpet and how to select the right type for your home. There are so many different types of carpet, there really are, from different colours and textures and a range of materials and fibres. So on this episode, I'm taking you through some of the options and the things you should consider when selecting carpet for your home, including health and allergies, durability, and how to achieve that plush underfoot feeling all year round. We all want that, don't we? We do. Well, this episode is brought to you by Flooring Extra, Australia's fastest growing flooring retailer with expert service and a beautiful product range in over 90 stores and online at flooringextra.com.au. As well as their timber and hybrid flooring, they've also got a range of carpets too, which is definitely worth checking out. And there's more info about our sponsors on my website laurenkeenan.com.au where you can also see my work and get in touch if you want to work with me on your home renovation or interior styling project. That's right just go to the contact page and send us a message but now it is time to get into it an interior stylist's guide to choosing carpet on at home with Lauren Keenan your authority on home lifestyle and interior design. So so many things to consider when buying carpet. You'd think it'd be pretty simple, and it can be. It can be. <laughs> but there are some options, um, and I think we should start with the types of, I guess, styles of carpet. What are they? Yeah, look, I just wanted to really take it back to basics here so people knew what they were looking at when they went into a store. So a couple of different types I want to talk about. The first one is cut pile. Do you know what cut pile is, Scotty? It sounds like something made with scissors. <laughs> well, sort of. So when you look at this type of carpet, it literally you'll see the ends of the fibres, whether that's wool or nylon you'll see the top of them and that's the bit that you'll be walking on. It feels quite plush underfoot, but you can also see where you've walked or where you've vacuumed in a lot of those styles. So you need to be a little careful about that. Yeah, we've had cut pile before and as we've mentioned (laughs) mentioned on this show, I can be a little bit OCD and vacuuming uh, a cut pile carpet becomes an art. It sure does. You sort of have to back out of the room, I think, so you can avoid. And as soon as the first person walks in there, you see it again anyway. It's so. kind of like uh, mowing the grass at the MCG or Old Trafford. You've <laughs> just got to get it absolutely perfect. But look, it does feel very plush underfoot, especially those ones that are cut a little higher as well. So it can be a really nice feeling if you're after that really cosy kind of look. It tends to look a little bit more traditional and formal. I think it's the sort of thing you might see in a formal seating area, maybe in period homes or in you know beautiful restaurants or government buildings, things like that. And it's also often seen in bedrooms because it does feel lovely underfoot. Okay, so that's cut pile. 
Is there one or two others? There sure is. So the next one is loop pile and the name kind of really explains it. The part that you're walking on is where the fibre is doubled over on itself. So it literally forms a loop. So there are many different types of loop piles. Some are a really loose loop and some are really tightly woven. I generally feel that the tighter the loop, the easier it is to maintain because you're not seeing foot marks. Uh, The fluff sort of just accumulates on the top rather than really burrowing into the pile. And it's also... Um, more difficult to pull on the loops or get something stuck in the loop as well. Yeah, and I think they can. it can feel really nice though. It looks quite good. Oh, you can still get a beautiful soft feeling or you can go for something like a sizal, which is super heavy-duty hard-wearing and, th- and that feels sort of more textural underfoot, but lots of options for a loop pile. And look, one thing to remember is if you've got a dog or a cat that scratches a lot, you would need to be careful about what type of loop pile you choose. If they really tend to go at the carpet, um, there is a chance that they could do some damage there to the loop pile. So just something to think about and something to talk to your flooring retailers about. They'll help you pick the best option for your your pets as well. Aesthetically, I think that the loop pile, it tends to be one of my go-tos. I think it's just a bit more contemporary and it looks a bit more casual. I think it really does fit in quite well with how we live in our homes here in Australia in 2022. Yeah, agree. Now, what about where, you know, sort of where would you primarily use that? Is it good in a busy area? It's good anywhere, but yes, it's particularly good in an area where you'll be getting high foot traffic. So think stairs, family rooms, a hallway. It's really going to wear well as you and your family sort of moving through those spaces quite frequently. Yeah, fantastic. And you said there was one other type of carpet that you wanted to talk about. There is one other type and look, we don't see it all that often, but it can look quite cool. It's called the cut loop pile. Okay, we're combining the two. We're combining the two. What is that like? Half of the room has loop pile and half the room has cut pile? Just some of the fibres have been cut off and others have been looped over. So it creates um, quite a textural look, you know, creates that bit of interest on the floor as well. If maybe if everything else in the room is quite simple, Um, you get that plush feeling of a cut pile, but then you also get that little extra durability of the loop pile. So they're the three main styles of carpet um, that you would see if you walked into any carpet or flooring retailer. They're generally what you'll see in terms of style. What is it that people will most commonly go for these days? Is it a combination of, of cut or, or loop pile? No, or? I think it's a loop pile. Yep. It's definitely more popular. Yeah, they look fantastic. I mean, there's so many different ways that the loop pile can yeah, can be done. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes you'll see quite an obvious um, sort of linear pattern, which can look really cool if you're trying to like elongate a room, or it might be more sort of organic and it just reads as this nice sort of overall texture or feeling. But I think generally, certainly when I'm specifying for clients, I would nearly almost always go for a loop pile um, unless the client specifically has asked for something different. I just feel that that's uh, a much more livable type of carpet. Yeah, fantastic. So there's the different cuts of carpet, but I mean, they're made out of different things too, right? Yeah, that's right. There are lots of materials that carpet is made out of. Uh, There are two that I want to talk about today because I think they're the two most popular and most commonly seen and what we tend to use in our homes. So the first one is wool. Yep. So wool is generally considered to be more premium and a little bit prestigious. Uh, It can also come with a slightly higher price point. But it is natural. It is natural, yeah, which is lovely. It's nice to have natural things in our home. And like any product, really, there's your super expensive wool carpets 
all the way down to something that's a little bit more affordable. There is a scale. So if you want a wool carpet and you have a budget in mind, that there will be something that you can select that will be in keeping with what you're willing to spend. Yeah, fantastic. So wool is just naturally very soft and it doesn't need chemicals to make it feel that way. It's also very stain resistant, which is important if you have kids, pets, or even a partner <clears throat> who is known to spill the odd <laughs> bit of food or drinks. Guilty as charged. Yep. Now, there's a bit of a misconception about wool and that's that it's quite delicate. And I think that might be from, you know, when you buy a wool jumper and you've got to like hand wash it with yep. wool mix and you think, oh God, like is a this merino actually, something or other. Is yep. this worth it? Yep. So I think that's where it kind of gets that um, misconception about being delicate. But in carpet, wool is actually very durable. Yep. One thing to note is that it actually has a memory to the fibre. So... A like bit memory like, foam? Well, yeah, in a way, I guess. So say you've got um, a dining chair or a piece of furniture that's been placed there on a carpet and then you decide to change the room around. With wool, it's going to bounce back a lot easier, that little divot, compared to, say, a synthetic carpet where it'll probably stay there in some way permanently. Yep. So, yeah, it definitely allows... That's, the, a, that's a positive. It is a positive and it's, it goes back to it being that natural um, fibre as well. Another really cool thing, well, not cool, but just matter of fact thing about wool carpet is that it doesn't melt or catch on fire so it's amazing how quickly things can go wrong at home with matches or lighters or you know other device other things or devices that are spark yeah so with wool the top of the fibers they'll sort of singe and turn dark but it won't actually catch fire in the traditional sense so it is a really safe option um in terms of carpeting yeah wow and then what about, where does the wool come from? I mean, uh, most of our carpets, uh, is it Australian merino wool? Is it New Zealand wool? Is it from somewhere else? Yeah, like just like anything, um, wool comes from all over. Obviously here in Australia, we do have a very, um, you know, a history with, with our sheep and our wool um, industry. A lot of the carpets I specify are New Zealand wool. There's a brand called Bremworth, which is really popular and I, I love to use Um not sponsored, just really like the product. Uh, so yeah, New Zealand wool is, is quite popular um, when it comes to carpeting. So the next fibre I want to talk about when it comes to carpets is nylon. Um, so this is our sort of synthetic, synthetic option that yep. we're talking about. You know, there are lots of different, as we said, different types of synthetic carpets. Uh, nylon is definitely one of the most popular. It comes in at a really good price point, which is good if you're watching your budget. And just like with wool, there's going to be more expensive nylon carpets and cheaper nylon carpets. And I think with a nylon carpet, you do get what you pay for yep. <laughs> pretty much. Yep. What you want to look for when you're buying a nylon carpet is a solution dyed nylon carpet. Oh, okay. What does that mean? Well, this means that the colour um, of the carpet, the colour has been locked into the fibre rather than being added onto the carpet afterwards. Okay. So many years ago when sort of technology in manufacturing hadn't been developed as much as it has now, you know, a nylon carpet, if something spilt on it and you went at it with, you know, some Bit kind of, of hard, cleaner or heavy and, duty soap or something and not knowing what you're doing, you can actually like change the colour of the carpet yeah, because wow. you'd been scrubbing at it too hard. Okay. Whereas now... The manufacturing has come a long way. The colour's locked into the fibre and sort of sealed, I suppose you'd say, so that um, it is easier to remove stains from synthetic carpets in nylon these days. Yeah, okay. And then what about, you know, what's the feel actually like? It's not a natural product. How does it compare to wool? It can feel very soft. Um, it depends how it's treated. It can feel very soft. It can feel more robust. Again, it comes down a little bit to um, the style you've chosen. So whether that's a loop pile, a cup pile, it's amazing what they can do with man-made products these days and, and making them feel quite lovely underfoot. Look, I'm going to come out and be honest. I would 
I prefer wool. I generally specify wool products for my clients, but there are people who still like a synthetic product and there are some excellent ones out there today that kind of replicate that feeling of, of a natural product. Now we've got sort of some of the, the high-level info on wool and, and synthetic carpets. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the different cuts of carpet. Yeah. about choosing colour now? Um, are there any rules or anything that you would give as a bit of a guide for choosing colour? Because, Absolutely. I mean, I've been carpet shopping with you, you and there have. are lots of options. There are. There are there are hundreds of options when you walk into many carpet shops these days and it can be quite overwhelming, a bit like choosing a you know, white paint for your walls if you're going down <laughs> we, that we've route. We've been through that too. We've been through that too. Look, first... Tip is always where you can borrow a carpet sample from the carpet shop. Most places will generally let you take it home for the weekend or you pick it up on Sunday and take it back on Tuesday or something along those lines. Really important to check that sample of the carpet you like against the light in your home. And ideally, we're not talking about a small swatch. We're talking about a a reasonable sized sample. They're generally, quite often you'll get quite a large sample or then there might be a piece that's, I don't know, 40 centimetres square or something like that, which, you know, you take what you can get really. Um, But the bigger, (laughs) the better, because when you um, see the carpet in your home, it might look completely different to what it looked like in the shop. They might have a different colored light globe. They might have no natural light or too much natural light. So you really do need to check it against, unless you're planning on changing all your furniture and your wall color all for the carpet, you need to make sure that it's going to work with, with what you've got already. Yeah. And up against other flooring too is important, right? That's right. So if you say you've got carpet in your, or you want to put carpet in your bedrooms, but you've got timber flooring um, in the hall, hallway and you've got oak flooring and you know that you want to have something in like a beigey tone you want to make sure that it's not um throwing some other throwing color. some other weird color and like looking super brown when you don't want it to or too blue gray against the oak flooring want something so, warmer and pink for example. Yeah, yeah so yeah, just yeah. ask the question sometimes you'll be asked to pay a deposit at which you'll get back when you return the sample i'm sure they have lots of people who just feed them and they never come back but um but yeah really important to to get that sample Okay, cool. And what, what else would you suggest around colours? Well, look, there are flat colours, which you tend to find more in when we were talking about the cut pile carpets. So they often tend to be a very flat colour. As in just a single colour? Single colour. A single, it's been dyed one colour. And then you'll get carpets that have sort of a few colours in the weave, which you often do see with a wool with some wool carpets because they might just every now and then weave a little bit of another colour through to create that slightly textured look. Textured look, yeah. And I like that because I think it provides more depth and it gives you a little bit of versatility with how you dress the room and you're not like looking at a really solid block of colour. It just feels a little bit softer, I think. Or like a sort of a stark look if you're on the lighter side with your carpets, you know, a a flat grey or a flat beige, flat, you know, getting to whites. It could be a bit much. And yeah, look, there's a place for that. If you're doing some sort of super glamorous look, it's really formal, it's quite glam, then that's probably going to work really well for you. But that isn't most people, I would say. There are some clients who want that look, but not a, not a lot. I think most of us like that slight texture, softness to the carpet. And I assume those textured colours are a little bit more forgiving when it comes to sort of maintenance and cleaning and stuff like that? Yeah, look, if there's flecks of colour through it, then yeah, certainly your little bits of fluff or, you know, a little bit of tissue here or there. If you're not inclined <laughs> to pick up the vacuum cleaner every day, then um, you'll definitely want to have something that's a bit forgiving. Do you think there are good options and sort of colour choices across those two types of colours, like a flat and a textured sort of look? 
Or we, is the industry starting to sort of go down one path more than the other? I think if you're after anything other than sort of a neutral, and by neutral I mean all shades of grey and shades of beiges, then you're probably going to have to go to a really specialty kind of place if you're after a colour. But having said that, the company I mentioned earlier, Bremworth, we're starting to see some beautiful um, like really rusty browns and um, like olivey bottle kind of greens. So if you are after though, they're still quite earthy, but if you are after a little bit more of a colour, then that might be one to check out. Um, they're quite striking and I think it could look really cool. Yeah, good one. And of course, with colour, Scott, there is no right or wrong answer. As I always say, it's your house and you've got to love it and live with it. I think my final tip would be, and I do get asked about, oh, should I just get a dark carpet? It's going to really, you know, help me disguise every little thing that's happening. Yep. Sometimes it does. But the thing with a really dark carpet is that if you've got a smallish room, it's going to highlight the floor plan of the room. More so if you've also then got a light wall, it's really going to say, this is how much space I've got to work with. So if you're really dead set gung-ho about having a dark carpet then I would suggest go a little bit more moody on the walls and that will make the whole space feel cozier and will be um, more connected more connected and take your eye eye away like oh god this room's only this size you know it looks tiny also having said that then lighter color carpets will make the room feel much more expansive so especially if your walls are also light and bright bringing them together is going to give you that real feeling of uh, space and scale. Yeah, and I suppose we, we did in our last place uh, when we moved in, there was dark carpet against white walls and we did change to a, a lighter colour and it, it, it did expand it did. the feel of the space of the room. It felt like a different room yeah. and it felt bigger. Yeah, it did. And look, we, we had to. We had a leak, which <laughs> we won't go into. Unfortunate. It's like the never-ending story. But yep. um, but yeah, it totally changed up the, the feeling of the rooms when we did that. Yeah, it's, it's amazing how much that um, carpet can can do that mm. can can change the feel of a room Absolutely. and a home, which is yep. fantastic. Okay, so so some good thoughts there on on color. Um, so we've covered off a few of the key areas, but I thought it'd be worthwhile taking through some other specific recommendations that you have and that you talk to your clients about. There's about three or four here. Let's get stuck into those and then we'll get wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first one that's really important is to always use someone that's reputable. We can get good reputable brands and, and products, right? Yeah, because those reputable brands have been tested. They know how they react in in certain environments. You want a good quality product. Carpet's not something that you're easily going to change every couple of years. You want it to last a long time and be good quality. Um, You also want the work to be warranted when they're installed. Correct. You want good underlay because... There's no good putting down a lovely carpet if you haven't um, invested in the underlay to go with it. That is going to help you have that nice soft feeling and it's also going to make the room feel much cosier and warmer. Yeah, I always say get the best carpet underlay that you can afford Absolutely. because like a nice carpet is great, but it's only going to feel as good as the underlay that's below it. Yeah, absolutely. You sound like a carpet expert. (laughs) (laughs) I've been listening to you for so long. (laughs) And look, the other thing to think about is allergies. So if someone, if you or someone in your family suffers from allergies or asthma, you might think it's going to be really difficult to choose the best carpet for your home. It's actually a myth that carpet's not suitable for people with these health conditions. Yeah, right. Okay. If you're an allergy sufferer and you've got a timber floor and you're not willing to vacuum every single day, that dust that's on the floor is much more easily, it moves around a lot more because it's got nothing to trap it there. If you've got a carpet, especially one, say, wool carpet, a natural fibre carpet, it's trapping that dust there for you and is stopping it from 
blowing around the room and is giving the opportunity then to, to clean it, you know, at, to your timetable. So studies have actually shown that there's there's not much of a link between carpet and allergies. Um, like I said, carpet traps the allergens and removes them from the air, which I think is what all allergy sufferers need. The car- and, and they're worried about. Yeah, carpet is, you know, keeping them safe. One thing that's really moved our head in carpets in the last few years is these hypoallergenic ranges. So not only in wool carpets, wool is a natural um, has natural hypoallergenic properties. Yes. But some of the synthetic carpets now, all the brands will have a range that is suitable for asthma sufferers or you know people with allergies. So definitely keep an eye out for those, and you know talk to the to people in the carpet stores. They're going to help you with that. And I assume because wool is natural, it's going to be more resistant to things like mold and moisture and stuff like that. Wool lacks moisture, so that means that the dust mites can't survive easily in the fibres. Um, it's resistant to bacteria, mould and mildew. Those things combined with its sort of soft and natural texture is really going to make mean that it's uh, a great option for people with allergies or for anyone really, but um, particularly those people that might suffer in that way. And what about synthetics then? Well, I think if you're going to go for a synthetic carpet, definitely keep an eye out for those ranges that are specifically made for allergy sufferers, but also look for something in a short pile because it's difficult for the allergens to then build up. Uh, and as long as you're keeping on top of your cleaning, you're going to be fine with that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Don't forget to get that vacuum going because that's the best way to keep those uh, <laughs> allergens and, and dust under control. Yeah, that's right. I'm speaking of cleaning and maintenance, I want to ask you about Scotchgard or those types of products. Yeah. Maybe Scotchgard TM should I put on the <laughs> end of that? I, I, um, it's a brand, I guess, not a not just a product. But yeah. I just remember back in the day, you know, you buy carpet and get it Scotchgarded afterwards. Yeah, I, I mean. I is think this that was still happening. Well, that was more our parents' generation, I That's think. Right. So these days, all those protective layers are built into the to the carpet and are, are done more at the manufacturing stage rather than as an after sales, you know, when it's already been laid in your home. So it's not really something you have to worry about with the products that are available to us these days. Yep. Okay, and then the last thing, let's talk Mola, let's talk Dosh, let's talk uh, <laughs> the coin. The coin. How much have we got to lay down for some laying down of carpet on the floor? You do get what you pay for, I think, and what you're willing to pay depends on what the room's being used for and, and you know how long you intend it to be down for, who's, who's in there using it every day. You'll see carpets, um, when you're at the shop, you'll often see carpets with a price by the meter, but usually when they price it up for you, they do it per lineal meter. So, so that says in uh, per meter of the roll that they're that's using. That's right. So the roll... Most rolls, they might be around 3.6 metres wide. And so you'll be paying per metre of that 3.6 wide, if that makes sense. But just get an overall quote. That's that's the bottom line is like, what's this going to cost me to get laid in my, you know, get the carpet put in my room, in my house. That's probably more important than the cost per square metre. Yeah, right. So they will measure the square metres that you need to cover, but you're not buying uh, the carpet per square meter. You're, you're you want to find out meter. what's it going to cost to get it into my house? Yep. Because there's obviously the installation costs. You've got to buy the underlay, so it's probably not a true reflection of what the carpet's going to cost you to to have it installed just by looking at that per square meter. And I imagine across the different retailers, they're going to be pretty similar in their per liminal meter price for this sort of similar type of carpet in their ranges right yeah i mean there's like anywhere there's often you know some sometimes there's good sales on but carpet doesn't tend to go on sale all that often so i think with something like this that you're going to have for a long period of time and that you're literally using every day even though you probably don't even think about it just look for the you know what you can afford and, and get the best that you can afford 
So there you have it, an interior stylist guide to choosing carpet for your home. It's not overly complicated, but there are some considerations that are worth um, keeping in mind when you're making your selections, when you're thinking about what type of carpet will work in your home. And it's been great to hear some of that stuff because some things I was aware of, others you've really taught me something again, which is awesome. That's what I am to do every week, Scotty. <laughs> you geared up for your next carpet purchase, um, which is great. But if you are thinking about recarpeting your home and you do want help with selections, you can use the contact form at laurenkeenan.com.au and we'll see what Lauren can do. You can also send me a voice message on Instagram if you've got a question that you want us to answer on the show. Just follow me now at Lauren Keenan Home. Yes, and lots of good content up there as well to, uh, to follow along to. Uh, we must thank our sponsor, Flooring Extra, Australia's fastest growing flooring retailer with expert service and a beautiful product range in over 90 stores and at flooringextra.com.au. Yeah, thank you, Flooring Extra, and thank you you our listeners for listening today yes we've got some really good content on the way including a few interviews with some really interesting people but until next time thanks so much for listening we'll catch you on the next episode of at home with lauren keenan your authority on home lifestyle and interior design 